0: I believe you actually need to operate by the platinum rule, treating people the way that they want to be treated. And so it's connecting with them on an individual level, um, understanding what their needs and motivations are, what are they looking for and who are they as a whole
1: person. Jay, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: Wonderful. Thanks for having me, Chris.
1: Nice to see you. I feel like I'm like in your music store right now of all the records behind you if people can't see behind you it's full of records one of them being Daft Punk and uh the, where, is this in your office where are you right now
0: yeah so we're in Atlanta right now at the Intellum office this is our music room um nice. so we've got lots of instruments and uh, we can jam and, and rock out and be creative so this is a big part of you know the our culture is to Amazing. celebrate music yeah super fun is it
1: soundproof the room because is that or is it like music times where people can play otherwise imagine like i'm sure they can't be rocking out all day in the office. <laughs> after hours
0: yeah that's
1: after hours exactly okay. yep okay i'm about to say right, i can imagine some of your sales team or the rest of the other members of the team wouldn't be too pleased if someone's rocking out during the day but how you been anyway it's been a while since we last spoke
0: i uh, doing awesome. Things have been really exciting. We've made a lot of progress. Um, I'm newer to Intellum, so I've been with the organization for 10 months. And I think we've been able to accomplish what I've done in multiple years with other teams and other organizations. So, like, I'm super pumped about this, this year. Couldn't yeah. be feeling better, honestly.
1: Amazing. Probably good for the audience then. Tell them a little bit more about you and your background and sort of the journey and why you joined and then a little bit about the business
0: yeah happy to so i'm jerry morgan and i am one of those people and culture professionals that chose this career Uh, on purpose (laughs) Yes. So one of the few, um, I didn't fall into it. And I knew right after college that I wanted to focus on HR, connecting people with the businesses and really enjoy the variety, seeing the full cycle um, that our role offers. And I believe we're the secret ingredient to every company is being able to focus and connect the people with the operations. Um, So out of college, I started with the Kroger Company, which is a world-class retailer here in the U.S. and um, was able to be part of their leadership development program and uh, really saw how you could bring the core values to life in a way that your customers even notice your values and the importance of employee engagement and training. From there, I focused in the technology space. So I've worked within pharmaceutical technology, real estate technology spaces, um, and have had a lot of fun. Putting together some fantastic um, people first cultures, and we've been recognized as top workplaces. And then um, taking me to where I'm at today, I serve as the chief people officer for Intellum. And Intellum is a single destination for all things education. So, whether your audience is internal teams, customers, or partners, uh, we have a SaaS platform that helps design learning initiatives from the ground up. Um, it allows you to track or engage your audience, all kind of through that single
1: destination, which is super unique. What what was it that that attracted you personally to the business?
0: So the team is what attracted me. So I um, was impressed by the product and what I learned about the organization. Um, The mission connected to me on a personal level. So our mission is to improve the way the world learns. So that connected me and then once I had a chance to meet team members um, and really feel and build off of that energy, I knew like this was going to be the next opportunity for me to just really help them with their their goals and what they were trying to accomplish. It was just a perfect fit from that.
1: Well, on that point, I know one of the things I was going to talk about is job fulfillment and you know we we all know that employees now are seeking more than just a job. Um, They want fulfillment, right? They want it to be connected with their why and, and, and their purpose How do you think that's gonna shape HR moving and work moving forward?
0: My advice is to always focus like on the foundation. I'm a very visual person. So like the pyramid, um, the foundation of your company and your culture and how people can feel connected, which drives that job fulfillment is your mission. Um, You know, I shared with you, that was a really driving force of why I joined Intelum is people want to work for a place that has that strong purpose, that compelling mission, something that's going beyond just helping um, drive profit. It's helping the community, the environment, um, the world around them. And then on top of that is your behaviors or those core values. Um, Those things need to be not just signs on the wall, um, things displayed in your office or on your virtual environments. They actually need to be lived. Um, And so really making... uh, strategies around what does the mission mean for everyone, training and activating your managers to talk about the mission and the values, providing examples of what that looks like. That's really going to help drive that fulfillment. Um, I think also another element, so it's, you know, kind of moving up the pyramid. So you've got your mission, your values now is like the skills and getting to the core of the role. So upskilling and reskilling and the investment that you're making as an organization organization and professional growth and development. One of the things that we talk about in terms of like the job fit and, and a motto that I use to to connect this with our leaders is that we want to be an organization where people feel excited for Monday or our team members are made for Monday. Um made so Monday. it's Yeah, right. yeah. I mean you it's really you need, real you need a
1: made for Monday merch. You need <laughs> You definitely need a made for Monday and tell them t shirt. 100%. All
0: right. We, yes, we need to roll to that, that out. But you, <laughs> like the Sunday, the Sunday scaries, the Monday morning blues, those are a real thing. Um, LinkedIn actually did a study earlier this year, and I think it was like 80% of people feel stressed just going into Mondays. And so that's not a good place to live. You know, that's not creating engagement or fulfillment. How can we be a different type of culture? How can we connect with people and get them excited about Monday, providing that environment where they know that The work that they're doing is making a difference, that they're feeling valued, um, and focusing on those team members and what their personal needs are to get them excited for Monday morning.
1: Where do you see companies make mistakes when it comes to that, or what can they do different?
0: I think that it's not a one size fits all. And so that's where I think people make mistakes. They treat people the same way and and consistent. So it's almost like the golden rule you treat everyone the way that you want to be treated. But I believe you actually need to operate by the platinum rule, treating people the way that they want to be treated. And so it's connecting with them on an individual level, um, understanding what their needs and motivations are. What are they looking for and who are they as a whole person Um, and then that will create that avenue a roadmap for that person on how you keep them engaged um how you recognize reward them um and then creating that beautiful magical um made for monday culture
1: firstly golden rule to platinum rule is that is that a jerry morgan original <laughs> or, or did you steal that from someone? <laughs> like, no, no, I, I heard that at a
0: conference, and I just really liked it. That's you know? good. That's I, I'm going to use it now.
1: Me. I'm going to. It's, it's going to stick with me too. I was like, wow, that's really good. Like, uh, it's the, the common misconception of treat everyone how you want to be treated, but it's like, no, treat everyone how they want to be treated to your point. Right, that yeah, I mean,
0: it goes to career planning and development, a thing that we're doing a lot as HR leaders. Mm-hmm. You can also apply it to communication. You know, the way that you're delivering feedback or simply sending an email, there's little tweaks that you can make based off of that individual and their preferences as it relates to communication. So it really can apply across the whole spectrum of the things that we're that we're working on on a daily.
1: Yeah, no, no I love that. How are you connecting that with employee well-being in terms of how you think about that and prioritize that
0: yeah i mean there is that it's a perfect um, segue to employee well being for sure, because different people have different needs. And so the pandemic, you know, kind of ripped off the band aid um, and said, like, there's stress in our personal lives, and that shows up in the workplace. Um, people during the great resignation chose to quit and uh, or were quiet quitting and uh, really put the pressure on organizations to say, how are we focusing well being? How are we coming up with well? being strategies, and what are we doing um, and providing to our team that supports that. We need to be preparing those strategies and and developing those approaches. Um, And I think there's growing desire and demand for alternative um, work lifestyles. So we did a pilot um, at my former employer around a four-day work week, and based off of that, it was like eighty percent of people said they would not want to go back to five days a week I bet in this they program.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And of that, it was even like 20% said no amount of money would even, so it wasn't even a compensation thing. Like I, you know, I wouldn't go back to the five-day work week if you gave me a 20% increase. That wasn't even enough motivation. And so it's understanding those different needs. um, How did that affect
1: business though? Did they see an increase or decrease in productivity in in terms of deliverables?
0: I mean, it's not gonna be the fit or the solution for everyone. And so each team and every um, department has different needs, but we need to understand as an organization, what does work-life fit mean? For it's not work-life balance anymore. Um, you know, it's this whole integration of who are we and, and what are our unique needs. Cause so kind of going beyond just the basic benefits that we provide. I always recommend asking your team members to starting with a simple survey to say what does well-being or wellness mean to you. That will help inform um, what possible um, solutions those teams and those groups or pockets of people are looking for, uh, and then. You have unique... Almost menus of well being uh, initiatives or well being offerings that are available across those departments. So, some in more of a customer facing role, they might have more defined schedules. Or if you're in a product support role, you may have to be on call. But there are other solutions that can help support the overall well being. And you just have to work with those leaders to get creative. So, that 410 schedule isn't going to work for everyone, but maybe it's every other. Friday, there's a half day. Um, And so maybe you can be creative with more of that uh, work-life integration. Yeah. There's policies like unlimited PTO um, and, and some um, investment and in offering um, things for career development and advancement. So that also from a well-being, a lot of people are wanting to see that there's a career path. And so what are those resources or investments that you have um, available for those individuals that that is what wellness looks like to them? So it's again, it's a personalized approach um, and we need to be Leaning in to starting to figure out what are the well-being strategies, um, because it's a it's going to um, show up in engage- poor engagement, poor productivity, um, and high turnover if we fail to recognize that uh, individuals are demanding more well-being options from us.
1: It's interesting you say like a lack of clarity on someone's career path is impacting people's well-being. Right? We don't think I don't think we made that connection
0: that's a great point because it is this holistic you know it's the whole person so it's the physical or emotional wellness which you know i think we think of most often but there's the professional wellness there's you know Mm -hmm. financial wellness so it's really beyond just like those benefits you know eap um but it's other elements even um What's surrounding us in the media, you know, that has an impact on our overall wellness. Um, Right now, you can't ignore AI and, and the buzz that's going on about AI and. For some of our team members, AI is a threat. And so, helping people feel safe and comfortable with how the organization is using or evolving their technology and use cases um, of AI. But, you know, AI could also be a tool that can help with well being, it can transform those tasks automate those for us, allowing us to develop new skills, use new skills, and add value in different ways. Um, so it really comes down to us and how we're the story that we're telling, how we're showcasing some of these threats or these things that are going on in our our lives and around us um, and being um, personalized with you know some of those um, situations and, and helping to find some solutions, talking about it. And uh, educating our leaders to be able to have these conversations too
1: yeah now more than ever we need to support our managers and leaders it was hard enough before yeah you, you add hybrid and remote teams <laughs> uh as well as looking after their own personal uh, day-to-day deliverables and well-being add that all into one they definitely need our support uh and guidance right now um what do you think about moving sort of the, the connections because we've and building relationships and connections w- with employees as we go more and more remote. What do you, how do you think that relationships going to change between the employee employer and how, the, how, and how we communicate?
0: So I think this is still so important. It is the first word in our job titles, humans. Um, so we're there to focus on enhancing those connections, um, even beyond you know the, the types of work environments or, or settings. Um, so some of the things that we're working on to help with um, supporting strong connections is looking at our technology. And so what type of technology is helping us understand where people are at? Um, you know, in terms of goals, performance management, um, skills, um, all of that will help us understand, you know, where people are today, what are they being recognized for, and um, what are we asking them to focus on? So I think technology um, and increasing the mindset, you know, how are we engaging with team members is a key element of building those connections. Um, There's some insights that can be gleaned and really can help us focus on the areas where uh, connections are cracking, you know, if there's a tool that can help, you know, with a daily or a weekly check-in, you know, how are you feeling personally, or how are you feeling in your role this week? One to five, you know, you're able to reach out and, and maybe prioritize your one-to-ones with first those people that checked in at a one or two. They're struggling, and so I think technology can help us make sure that we're um, spending our times and, and building those connections in the way that. Um, that the our teams need us the most. Um, and then it's refining our approach with the leaders too, like you were talking about, the managers, the leaders are the core of the culture. And so how are we um, preparing them to have successful uh, connections with their team members? One of the things I hate is, you know, when we're only doing review cycles or check-ins on goals every six months. And it's like, okay, if you got a, a like on your post on TikTok or social media every six months, is that going to be satisfying and fulfilling for you? So we just have to be receptive to the evolving needs of our team members. Communication and the frequency needs to be rapid, real time, and needing to get the right attention at the right time on different topics. And so really dedicating the time to focus on building connections and um, giving managers the, the access and the tools to be able to do that. There is a recent Gallup. Study that found that only 23% of employees are engaged at work, which is terrible to think about. So that's, that's pretty shocking. One, yeah, one less than one of four. Um, so, you know, I think that building those connections um, can help us be, you know, not not one of those statistics, you know, we're, we're highly engaged team members and, and um, having meaningful connections across the organization. So um, it's, again, taking the mission vision, you know, having that purpose-driven culture, but then personalizing it with those um, connections, the goal setting and the manager relationships, um, it's really going to help uh, foster a higher performing culture. One of the other things, that we love to do is getting our team members together on their common interests too. So like in the music, music room. room.
1: <laughs> so rocking yeah. out rocking out after work together.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so and, and that can be done in hybrid environments, you know, when you do have team members In a common setting, you can do that virtually through other workshops, you know, um, building a succulent garden, you know, together or uh, later this month in support of our creativity core value. We're um, having origami making classes together. And so different things like that require very little investment um, of time. You're bringing people together um, to build those connections. Um, We also have common interest channels, too, that help people connect you know on different topics um like gardening and book clubs um parents groups um you know where you can show off all your finger painting masterpieces <laughs> <laughs> so you know again it's it's like that well-being it all kind of comes together yeah. um with creating those opportunities for people to connect
1: yeah no i love that and you made a point there like a lot of times we think it needs to be these really expensive solutions or technologies but You mentioned so many simple things, sometimes they have the most impact and build the strongest bonds.
0: You know, one element of the the Intellim culture that I love is our culture council. And so we have team members that apply to be on this group, this annual planning group that organizes all of these events. And so they have the budget and they really get to present and bring to life um, these events across the organization. So they're always new and changing. And it's a highly desired um, function within the company because you're bringing those Connections, you're making those memories um, for your team members. So I, I think those are also simple ways that you can focus on um, the engagement level and creating those opportunities for connections.
1: I love the idea of the culture council because it because then it doesn't kind of feel like a, another HR initiative or like right. a, or a business initiative, right It's like it feels like it's the voice of your the true voice of the employees through the culture council. And then you, of course, then you, I'm sure I'm only guessing you can benefit from that diversity of thought, perspectives, backgrounds, insights on the council, right? Because a lot of leadership teams and leaders think they know (laughs) what their employees want, but sometimes they're the most disconnected. So having a culture council was great. Um and, and giving them the budget and uh, flexibility.
0: One of the unintended consequences is it also helps with skill development. So there are financial planning and uh, marketing skills with promoting the events, negotiation skills, if they're you know selecting vendors or individuals to host or facilitate some of the functions, um and then there's a chair. And so there's you know some informal leadership um, opportunities for that skill development, too.
1: Mm-hmm. What are what are you seeing the trends from your customers inside of the platform? Obviously, we serve HR leaders, you know, uh, chief learning officers, many many leaders that listen and watch the show and come on. What are some of the trends that you're seeing? You know, things like gamification in training is that still is that still something popular? Is it VR? Is it you know what what are the things that you're hearing from clients that they want and need?
0: Yeah, so we we haven't mastered VR yet. Um, <laughs> we've got, got some fun ideas along those lines, not just the gamification, because I think that all started, you know, Candy Crush and, um, you know, Apple Watches with hitting your rings and, and reading a um, certain number of books uh, over time. So there was those smaller incentives that, you know, I think now are just part of um, our everyday life. But it's really a, li- a step further to that and um, what our clients are using and, and what we're using in, internally is reputation-based gamification, and so it's not just rewarding the learners with badges or certificates of completion. It's actually showing off the skill level. So you've mastered something, and you've achieved a, a level of mastery that supports um, you know something unique and special. So it's not everybody gets the uh, the badge or the the certification in that area. You know, it's something that um, requires high level of knowledge to complete so it you know could be Excel um, so looking um, being able to show off who are your masters um, in that or who has implemented an innovative idea um, so it allows you to identify kind of who has achieved that reputation for that topic or or for that skill set and so, that is a huge piece. Um, there's also a lot of micro learning and, and more development around those shorter um, learnings. You know, so it's the bite size, anything less than five minutes on those micro learning experiences. And I think that really hits back to our well being conversation that we're we need flexibility. We need to meet people where they're at, and we're competing um, for their time and attention with so many other areas. So let's incentivize and break things down into these smaller micro learning um, sessions Kinda like like
1: like the youtube shorts or like instagram exactly. reels in them like, get to get to the point <laughs> tell me what what it is and i feel like the new generation coming through are also going to are going to demand that um as well they're not going to be like okay i'm going to sit here and watch an hour long session like you're going right. to you're going yeah. you're going to lose them don't get me wrong they will w- watch that if they're really really interested in it but if you want to catch people's attention go to them rather than try and pull them to you. If they're already consuming content in that way, then you need to create that the same way. What are you kind of seeing right now in terms of sort of the the, the wider labor market in in your space and, and how that's gonna change as we move into 2024?
0: Yeah, there's been a chronic shortage in labor and skilled talent. Um, and I think this is a lot coming out of the layoffs that have been um, really prevalent in the tech space. There's a lot of talented people in the labor pool right now, and it, it's leading to a flood of applicants. Um, I'd say that there's we're seeing hundreds of applicants for our postings and maybe 10% meet the criteria um, that were identifying in the in the role. So some of the things that um, I think those that are leading and, and aware of this are they're starting to look at new talent pools um, and training for the skills that um, are needed. So the upskilling, not only existing team members, but thinking about um, upskilling in the hiring process. Um, I really liked the podcast that you had recently with Chandra Sanders. And yeah. so that was all about upskilling as a key part of that talent recruitment strategy. Um, and, and how we're going to uh, be successful in the future. I mean, the truth is that we have a aging workforce, and so we need to start future proofing um, because it's going to be a greater shortage. So it's not going to stop. And the other thing that we can do is continue to watch and incorporate AI in the workplace. You know, not so much on the recruiting process, but in the workplace to help balance with the um, skill set and, and review job descriptions to identify what are those tasks and where can technology help deliver um, on that. And then that allows you to focus on what are the real skills that you need, kind of what's the remainder of the role responsibilities, and that helps you identify the right person. We can we can train for the tasks or we can leverage technology, but what are those core um, skills that we need for the other things that we don't see that we'll be able to leverage technology to help with?
1: Yeah, and like you said earlier, it also frees you up more to focus on the human. And that's something that you're seeing in the way that you and your own team work. Now you've been able to automate a lot of that traditional HR process?
0: It's an evolving process. We're still working on figuring out how we can leverage AI in our processes and automating it. Um, I, this year has been a lot of technology reviews and assessments for us. So we've implemented a couple new technologies already. We're in the process right now of a technology assessment. Um, so that's something that we're really leaning into. And in these vendor assessments, we're asking, what is your roadmap? What? How are you incorporating AI? What does?" does?" does that look like? And so really um, putting some pressure on the vendors, too, to say, how can you help me? Um, focus where I want to be focusing, which is, you know, building connections, supporting the managers, supporting the teams. Um, So I I think that is something that's allowing us to, um, in the future state, to spend more time. Um, But we've been leveraging a lot. We've been able to do more because we're leveraging um, technology to help with some of those tasks and where opportunities present itself for, you know, presentation development, analysis, tons of communication. We've been able to put more out which has been great um, because that's more of an engaging and um, a continuous cycle of information kind of like the the goal analogy like we can't just um, offer events or um, messaging or even internal um, chances for communication once you know every month all right now we can put things together once a week Um, so we're able to offer more and yeah, compete, um, complete um, that engagement cycle more frequently.
1: Love it. I'm sure there must be some um, pressure from customers as well, right? Given what you do and offer as a business from an AI perspective in your because I can see a lot of use cases in your product of where how AI can have an impact.
0: Yeah, AI is a huge part of our product roadmap. We have an entire team in our engineering group that is dedicated to AI and machine learning. Um, we were able to uh, participate just recently in one of our biggest clients um, hackathons, and it was focused on AI. And so we presented two solutions that were very well received. Um, so I can't share all the details. Oh, about you
1: can't spoil the beans. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. This, fine. But, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah. no, we're, we're really excited about how AI will be folded into the product to allow our clients and customers to. Uh, do even more and kind of get some best practices um, built
1: in. Um, last question before I let you go. Um, we we covered a lot <laughs> in 30 minutes, by the way. And, and you're still got <laughs> the coffee still hasn't worn off. You're still full of energy. <laughs> I love no, I love it. Um, what what advice would you give to sort of the, the CPOs, CHOs of the future? Those that are going to be sitting in your seat one day, um, probably a whole new set of challenges <laughs> uh, along the way. What advice would you give to them? And then we'll say goodbye.
0: All right, all right. So my advice is to focus on building those connections, expanding your network, not just within your organization, but also um, spend time, dedicate time on getting to know your network outside of your organization and reverse mentoring. That's something that I wish I would have had that advice a long time ago, being able to spend time, um, you know, at all levels throughout the organization, um, mentoring, you know, graduates or college students and getting feedback Feedback from them Um, so that's uh, I think a key piece is helping you stay connected as an HR leader to the needs of the emerging workforce as well
1: that's a good point because we always talk about mentorship as someone above but reverse mentorship is just as important being connected from the next generation coming through right yeah it helps you be
0: a little more proactive
1: yeah you want to see into the future and the past because a lot of mentorship comes from top-down And in this kind of, you know, yes, it's really valuable, but a lot of the insight is from previous perspectives and a a time which was very different versus the new generation, as we just discussed during the episode, right? have different expectations coming through. You're so
0: brilliant, Chris.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> don't, don't give me too much credit. Uh, where can people connect with you if they want to reach out and say hi? Yeah,
0: please. Yeah, please connect with me on LinkedIn. we uh, would love to uh, keep growing and expanding the network and hope to see you at some of the events coming up.
1: Yeah. And the, and the business, what's the best way for them to check out the business and learn about what you do?
0: Intelum's and, and got a, uh, we have a TikTok um, page, so okay. you can follow us. Some fun stuff there our linkedin um and you can subscribe to our newsletters we have learning science and other industry specific publications so please it. check us out and, i love uh, the yes. fact
1: that you live with the yeah. TikTok. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> that just says everything right that you're already get you're already there you're already got you're already thinking ahead um listen it's been a pleasure super super fun and uh i wish you all the best until next week thanks for Likewise. You know
0: thanks chris what an honor